0: Um, <clears throat> all right, before, uh, before we start tonight, Peter, I want to read you one of my favorite poems of all time. <laughs> so I know this is, this is not where I... <laughs> I, love it. I love it. I am ready. <laughs> I mean, I know this isn't how we normally start off the podcast, <laughs> but, uh, this, this just means so much to me. Okay.
1: It's
0: called pointy birds. Pointy birds. Oh, pointy pointy. Anoint my head, anointy, nointy. Uh, that's it.
1: <laughs>
0: so that's from the the book, The Complete Poems of John Wilson. He's England's England's greatest one-armed poet. Uh, he died in 1894. He was the first person to ever be hit by an automobile.
1: <laughs> that I know. That I get the I get the reference now. <laughs>
0: Uh, anyway, this is a podcast called The Big Four O with Ron and Peter. I'm Ron. Hey, I'm Peter. Uh, every week we review a movie that came out this week 40 years ago. Uh, so this week it's June 3rd, 1983, and uh, the big movies this week are Steve Martin in The Man with Two Brains, and uh, Matthew Broderick and Ali Sheedy and Dabney Coleman in War Games.
1: Peter. Have you seen or heard of these films uh, prior to this podcast? Prior to this podcast, I had never seen The Man with Two Brains. I had seen War. I had heard of Man with Two Brains. I had seen War Games probably four or five times, but not completely in about thirty years. I would bet it's been a minute. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, as uh, was. Um, I don't know what the word is, discovered last week, I completely confused War Games and Project <laughs> X or somehow <laughs> turned them into one movie with similar parts from yeah, each. Monkeys
1: know. and L.E.G.E. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there was a girl, a love interest. There was a monkey in one, a computer in the other. They're both about some sort of, uh, uh you know, kind of government... Yeah, chasing the young young guy and his high school girlfriend or whatever so it's it's an honest mistake absolutely i I knew there were two separate movies i just completely forgot that you know one existed or whatever so so i was i was was putting my uh my project x monkey stuff onto onto war games (laughs) but but yes war games does not have a monkey in it um I, since, since I already started going on about uh, my favorite poem, I suppose we should just start with The Man with Two Brains. Absolutely. What do you think? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So you've never seen it before. I This is one that I remember seeing on TV a lot as a kid and thinking it was very funny. Um, I like the uh, sort of slapstick, uh, satirical nature of it, if you will. It plays kind of like a spoof, a naked gun movie in some parts, and then it's just a sort of normal comedy and other parts but what you don't get from it when you're a kid on tv is some of the uh raunch factor and sex stuff and nudity and all this other stuff so i remember i finally rented it and i was kind of blown away by how there was you know more layers of comedy to this thing which only made me love it more and especially when you're 10 or 12 or however old i was when i finally rented it and watched the the actual r-rated version um it was definitely right up my alley so this is one i've loved for a long time i haven't watched it in uh um probably since my late twenties or something. So it's been maybe 15 years. Um, but uh, I, I, I won't keep you in suspense. I still think it holds up fucking fantastic. And I was laughing my ass off the whole time. So, <laughs>
1: Yeah. I was going to add, I don't know what your thoughts were. Yeah. I, um, I was, I was very pleasantly surprised. Uh, went into this one pretty blind. uh, Just knowing that Carl Reiner directed it. And that was all. Yep. <clears throat> and, I don't want to sit here and compare it to the jerk, but there's some, you know, obviously the, besides the obvious similarities of, of Martin and Carl Reiner being together, there's, there's a little bit of that silly tone where there's just, it's almost nonstop. There's, it doesn't, right. it doesn't really take a break for anything serious, which I'm totally fine with. I love movies like that. Um, right. And, uh, yeah, I, I was, it was, I was laughing a lot. I was, I was, uh, pretty engrossed in it, even for as silly as it was. Uh the, some of the acting was really hilarious. Even by uh yeah. even by others besides Steve Martin. So yeah, I was I was pleasantly right. surprised. Martin.
0: That's good to hear. I was I kind of was overselling it, I know, at the end of last week, so I was hoping you weren't
1: gonna
0: <laughs> be like what the fuck is Ron <laughs> talking about on this one? But um yeah, Steve Martin is very good, but I think some of the people who make me laugh even more than him is, are some of the supporting cast and and that's not a slight at steve martin because he's carrying this movie i mean he's on screen in almost every scene yep. and he's he's doing a great job but he's but he's doing steve martin he's doing stuff we've seen him do that we know he can do so it's it's not really surprising but some of the um, funny supporting turns uh, some of which i won't spoil till we we get to it and through the plot but um i thought everybody in this movie was is very good and, and very deadpan and Carl Reiner, um, whether it's a credit to him and his direction uh, or it's just the, the script, which uh, Martin co-wrote with Reiner and uh, George Gype. a lot of comedy sensibilities sort of gelling here. And um, it, it feels a little fly by the seat of its pants, you know, the way the, the way the movie's made, but I think it has fun with it. It, it disguises some of its production, uh, like lack of production values with some funny stuff. For instance, the the condo that <laughs> the walls the are wallpapered are... yeah. and
1: stuff. <laughs> yes, a lot of the doors and some of yeah being broken down just by running through them or walls being yeah that was
0: and some of the 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 swipes and the way it goes from scene to scene and everything. Oh yeah, it, you can tell this is not a not a mega budget <laughs> right. movie, but. They they have a lot of fun with it. It feels like I said something kind of like Naked Gun meets I don't know Benny Hill or something. It's got that sort of English style humor, but also the it it really shouldn't work. You know, on paper it's kind of a weird movie, Um, but I think that that oddness or that strangeness is what makes it work really well. But then it's also what I think will turn some people off to it. It was not a big hit. We'll do the box office like we always do, but um, I don't know. I always I growing up I thought it was. I remember being on TV a lot. I remember. You know, people at least—I mean, I don't know how many people you know when you're ten years old—but people <laughs> in my family or whatever, yeah. knowing of it and liking it and laughing at it and stuff. So I was a little surprised to find out it didn't uh, didn't do much at the box office. But but anyway, that's a it's an old story, a lot of good ones. <laughs> all by the way, So I
1: had uh, <laughs> I didn't realize until doing my research today that they did a Reiner and Martin did a run of like four three or four straight movies yeah. in a row um and i had no idea about that 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 time period none of them were greatly successful either yeah you know this has sort of that uh
0: kind of mel brooks style thing which i think was sort of going out a little bit after his heyday of you know his 70s run sure and then um it didn't really come back until you had sort of the the people who kind of came in his wake in the 90s and, and 2000s who who also kind of started doing some of that stuff. But there was there was that sort of lull or dead spot in the 80s where even a guy like Brooks couldn't really get his movies to hit, um, except Spaceballs, baseball. Baseball, yeah. So. But but even at the time, I don't know what what people really thought of that. I don't remember it being anything that people loved. We loved it because we were young yeah. and that was aimed right at us. But I think it's kind of considered a two and a half star movie across most critics
1: right and even if that was a bigger hit that's still about the only one he put out in the 80s so <laughs> yeah you're right it was it was a changing yeah. time for sure and I, I it's funny you brought up Mel Brooks because I was I was thinking that watching this movie the the similarities in uh in Reiner and Brooks which I hadn't really picked out before yeah. but it's a certain style for sure yeah and and I get it So that's not for
0: everybody but uh I I think just the the dialogue and and the the way everybody plays it so straight you know like they're not in on the joke mm-hmm. um, it, they everybody does a really really good job starting with <laughs> it makes me laugh just think about it uh, Steve Martin's name Doctor <laughs> Doctor
1: of, of horror the names in this movie and were then, killing me too yeah <laughs> and then everybody tries to say it and he's like that's close <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's like, yes. <laughs> Close <laughs> enough. Yep. Yeah, I was hoping you had, had the pronunciation down, because I was like, if I write it down, I'm just going to butcher it even worse.
0: Yeah. Well, then what's funny is, you know, people try to spell it, and, and they're like, H-U-F-R-E-R-R-E-R-E. I can't even do it. I've watched it a million times, and I've said the joke forever, but I still have no idea how you actually spell that name without looking at it, or or how it's actually pronounced but <laughs> and uh what's the name of the brain yeah and uh, <laughs> <Melma Hay.
1: Yes. laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh
0: so dr H- H- horror is a uh the the a world-renowned brain surgeon but uh, what does he call himself he says he's the number one brain man and oh, something like that. You know, yeah. country or the world yeah. or <laughs> cuz he invented the uh, cranial screw top technique of <laughs> just screwing the yeah. head back on after surgery <laughs> and at one point he does two of them side by side <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. just <to laughs> this movie starts and i'm like what in the hell am i watching and then i i'm glad i picked up on the the style of humor that i was witnessing because at first i was like this is insane i don't know what is going-. <laughs> it only took me about four or five minutes before i'm like okay i see what we're doing here this is
0: <laughs> yeah you gotta get on this movie's wavelength mm-hmm. that's for sure mm-hmm. it's not uh... <laughs> um so yeah and it's <laughs> the operating scenes are pretty funny where he's saying shit like get that cat out of here and Cover up her breasts. I'm a
1: man. <laughs> Flesh and blood. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Put some put some sweat on my lip. All right, remove the sweat. <laughs> very funny. <laughs> I mean, it's it's easy, cheap humor and stuff. But again, the the way Martin sells it is is very good. So. <laughs> um. And then of course, uh, he is a widow widower, and um, then Kathleen Turner one day literally he he hits her with his car as she's leaving the rich old man she causes to have a heart attack and uh she's a what should we call her a gold digger yes definitely uh steve martin accidentally hits her with his car Um, he thinks she's beautiful he takes her to the hospital and um, he repairs her her brain and then realizes he's in love with her asks her to marry him she says yes because she's still a gold digger and he's a world (laughs) famous brain surgeon (laughs) and uh yeah the movie goes on from there he he eventually finds out her her scheme or her plot or whatever but by this point they're on their honeymoon in europe they go to vienna for for their honeymoon um he Meets up with Dr. Necessitor, who wants to tell him all his uh, crazy new theories about brain research and brain surgery. And this guy's got brains in a jar, and he's talking about putting them into other species or other people or, or whatever it is to keep them alive. And then Steve Martin discovers that he can tele- telepathically uh, talk to uh, one brain uh, named Anne uh, Melmay <laughs> and realizes he has a, a kinship with her. And he wishes he could have somebody as nice as her or her, her brain, her mind, her personality in a body as as hot as his current gold-digging wife. Played by Kathleen Turner. I don't know if we said that or not. Uh, yeah, I don't think um, we did. And she's very good in this mm. movie as well. Everybody is. Um, and so he the the last third of this movie proceeds to be about how he's going to save uh, Anne Amelma Hayes' brain. Voiced by Sissy Spacek, by the way. Yeah,
1: I would have never i saw that but i would have never picked that out It probably would have drove me insane yeah. i'm glad that i found that information
0: i don't think i uh figured it out on my own or anything but i did know it you know i have known it but you, sure i don't know how i discovered that but i think it's in the credits i'm sure i noticed it one day when i was watching right. it and was like oh is this like weird um anyway so he he falls in love with her she's just a brain what are we going to do with her we got to get her into something dr Necessitors. um uh, research or whatever he he says they can uh he could probably successfully place her brain into the body of, of somebody else but martin has to find the body um and that leads to one of my favorite yeah, scenes my in the movie, movie which we're getting way ahead of but it's where he's out on the street shopping for her <laughs> <laughs> like I, a body like uh, like a man possessed he's just like looking him up and down like sniffing him and like shooing him away and then uh-huh. pulling somebody else close he's like okay you'll do it he grabs her and then see somebody else walking by and he's like let's go to the other one <laughs> just... <laughs> yeah i was uh, it's I so lied, good out
1: loud at that that was that was probably the scene that stuck out the most of, of all of them <laughs> just so silly <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's a couple of scenes that took me out of the movie a little bit. I I didn't like the part where he um like licks his hands oh. and they're like suction cups on the yeah. wall. Like that's that, that's a little shark jumpy. Like, OK, now we're in a it's like a cartoon yeah. or some sort of <laughs> because like before everybody's, uh, you know, their personalities are not obviously like real people like Martin is Martin's weird. His character's weird because he's supposed to be this genius and he does like smart things. But he's also a total idiot and doesn't pick up on you know certain social cues and uh stuff like that so the movie's not obviously super realistic all the brain surgery stuff is totally goofy but i just thought that was a movie kind of like making fun of or spoofing that type of of thing or or movie but then there's a couple scenes in this where it just goes for the complete kind of madcap cartoony and that's one of them he's licking his hands and crawling across wall. the other one there's a scene where he uh turns into like sort of a um a pinball machine oh, and he's just like yeah. bouncing off different things in this room yeah, and
1: that was a bit cringy it's like
0: okay i i get the gag uh, but why is that in yeah. here that's that's uh that doesn't make sense like it's one thing if the movie's kind of kind of goofy and over the top and fake and cartoony but it's another when you you break the the laws of physics all of a right. sudden you know right. like that's just and, and and it doesn't happen in too many other times in the movie no. so in that does pop out it seems like oh we have this idea for this gag and we got to stick it in here and they're not particularly funny right. gags so they just it would have been better without it but anyway those are my grapes about it i guess
1: yeah you know when you have that many when you have this tone of a movie and so many things so many jokes flying, not all of them are yeah. gonna stick but yeah those ones like you said those are a bit too a bit too much too dumb
0: I like. I just liked it better when they were like focused on the on the, the dialogue funny mm-hmm. versus the the physical right. funny. I guess not to say there aren't aren't good moments of of physicality. Like for instance, when he first marries Kathleen Turner and <laughs> takes her home, and he goes, <laughs> he got he, he's like, I want to I'm gonna carry you through the threshold. And I want to savor this moment. And
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> they're sitting there, and the sun goes down and it comes up again, and he's still holding her, and <laughs> then the 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 maid comes up and she's like would you like some breakfast And he's like have you taken enough photos of the moment so we can remember this moment forever <laughs> He keeps saying a moment she's like yes we got them back already look <laughs> she's got the <laughs> yeah. she's got the photos in an envelope from like you know
1: yeah
0: and then <laughs> then the scene ends you think it's over And then the first thing he says when he walks in the room he's like look i framed the moment he sets down a <laughs> a frame photo of them of him holding her
1: <laughs> and when he walks away she instantly sets it down <laughs> like yeah great
0: <laughs> yeah yeah you can tell she's already um or the scene even before he brings her home he, he's he got this portrait of her and and he walks up to her and he's like you know honey i i love you and i miss you and I, i'd still rather be with you and blah 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 and i'm not uh you know the, the usual speech you do when you're essentially re- mm-hmm. replacing somebody or finding somebody new or new wife and he's like if you know if you have a problem with this or or if you don't want me to do this just just give me a sign you know any sign at all and then she's like the picture starts spinning on the wall it's like lightning and like raining in there and and, you know and she's you hear all this wailing she's like no no And it all stops and he goes he goes any sign at all and and he goes i'll just put you in the closet and he takes her off
1: the wall and puts her in the closet (laughs) <laughs> yeah, see, that's the kind of stuff I wasn't expecting at all from this movie. I don't know what I was expecting, but
0: yeah. Well, like we kind of talked about, you know, Martin is playing this sort of daffy, kind of taking advantage of, you know, dude, but he's also kind of conceited and cocky and like kind of a dick, you know, mm-hmm. he's not a guy that you would root for. And that's, that's another, just one of the sort of dual identities of this movie i guess that, that i was kind of talking about earlier you know he he plays this guy who's smart and and i guess charming and funny and he's he's supposed to be the lead of this movie and the guy you're rooting for but he's also a you know a prick and it's also a movie kind of making fun of the idea of the um i, I don't know what you call these guys but the the i don't know chauvinist is the wrong word but you know the 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 the, the master, the big wigs, sure. the, the fucking big shots, the guys who are the best in their field mm-hmm. and the, you know, all that. And um, so they, they do portray him as this sort of kind of idiotic, um, aloof, uh, I don't know, pick your word, but <laughs> adult. But he's, he's like good at this one right. thing, but the everything else about him is. And I guess he's a nice guy, too. And in, in terms of looking for love, he's not a piece of shit. He wants a a girl that wants him and he wants a girl who he is truly in love with not just her her body right. and that's why he gravitates towards this brain which he would rather have in you know a jar or or in somebody he's not completely attracted to or, or whatever just to be with her um but yeah everything else about him he's he's a real conceited you know kind of prick especially when it comes to his work uh, when Necessitor first finds him in the hotel lobby uh <laughs> you know he, he initially martin is doesn't want to talk to him because he thinks he's sort of beneath him he's like oh another another surgeon oh what could you possibly and then the guy goes oh you're the most brilliant brain man you know you made me want to do this and he's like oh really
1: <laughs> tell me more says, yeah.
0: yeah come over and i'll show you my research and it's like okay and <laughs> yeah and that leads to that funny scene in, in his condo which is just it <laughs> ah, it's so good martin's like <laughs> he rings the, he goes to the address rings the door and then somebody opens it and he's like, oh, I expected a, you know, a, a, a castle with uh, whatever, like brains all over the place. And he goes, oh, you mean like this? And he walks in and, and then <laughs> it, it goes from this, uh, you know, normal condo or apartment building hallway of, you know, light yeah. and, and white doors. And, and then he walks inside and it's this big cavernous uh-huh. <laughs> brick walls, castle and
1: yep. mad oh, scientist. Such
0: a, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, such, an, such an easy joke but uh
1: did we, did we uh did we discuss the fact that all these brains are from the uh elevator killer
0: well i know peter we had and i was gonna hold on to that but i was really
1: trying not to step no, on that's your all right. foot this... i'm not no no no
0: no no it's uh, not that yeah, i okay. just was like how how soon do we want to reveal that gem of a right. joke but i guess we're flying through the plot pretty quick so um Yes, there there also is something going on called the elevator killer in uh, in Vienna, and um, he injects uh, women in an elevator with uh, what is it, two CCs of uh, essentially whatever the chemical makeup of Wind- windshield yeah window, washer cleaner, yeah. yeah, window cleaner yeah window
1: cleaner yeah.
0: <throat> so all these women are dying, and uh, and then Martin initially thinks it's necessiter because he's got all these brains, uh, but necessary I guess, just waits for the elevator killer to strike, and then, you know, goes to the morgue, gets the brain, and apparently that, the, the way he kills them with the window cleaner is enough to preserve the brain, so Necessar can study his, whatever he needs to say, but they don't live forever, so hence, um, Martin's meet-up with the brain that is in oh, uh, <laughs> Yeah Uh, <laughs> oh, Um, yeah, he, like I said, starts to realize he doesn't have all the time in the world with her and he needs to do something else to get her into a new body. But yes, the elevator killer, his identity is revealed to be none other than Merv Griffin, which, which isn't that funny now, because it's like, we don't really right. know who the fuck Merv Griffin is,
1: you know? Yeah, but us, us knowing, you know, us being of, of this age that we know we know right. enough about Merv uh you know even even before we were born he had his own talk show too so he was a he was quite a presence. yeah
0: I mean I, I I know who he is but even when I was a kid and I remember watching this I wasn't like uh oh uh Merv Griffin that's that's super funny yeah. or whatever you know I I didn't pick up on it I it, but I have read some reviews of it and it said stuff like uh, it's worth seeing just for the reveal of the elevator killer or, or whatever. So, yeah, so it did uh, did register for uh, the the exchange is very funny. The once again, it's it's not so much about what happens in this movie as the the performances and the the dialogue and the line reads and and everything. So Martin's like, uh, you you're the elevator killer, and then you know they reveal it's Merv Griffin. He goes, yeah, and Martin's like, why? And he goes, I don't know. I've just always loved to kill. I really enjoyed it. But then I got famous, and it's just too hard for me. So many witnesses. I mean, everybody recognized me. I couldn't even lurk anymore. I'd hear, who's that lurking over there? It's Merv Griffin. So I came to Europe to kill, and it's really worked out for me very well. (laughs) And I'm not doing a, a great job, even. I mean, Merv Griffin, like, you could watch this and be like, oh, he's he's not a very good actor, or he sounds like he's just realized. but it's fucking yeah. perfect. It's just how you would want this guy to, like, that's what makes it funny is the way he's saying this. It's not that, oh, it's a celebrity, and it's not that this guy's, like, saying these yeah. lines great. It's funny just the way he is delivering it. And And a lot of this movie is like that. It's just about the way people do things the fucking butler in uh uh Necessitors yeah Had that he's a that guy i
1: oh paul benedict he was hilarious on the jeffersons i don't know how much you ever saw that show but
0: yeah i mean here and there it wasn't a, like a big one for me when i was a kid watching yeah. reruns of stuff or whatever but he was found dead of a brain hemorrhage ironically Oh, geez. <laughs> in his home in martha's vineyard he was 70 Now his brain is in a gorilla or a really hot prostitute.
1: With a really bad voice.
0: Um, What else is he in? Cocktail, The Freshman, Sibling Rival. Oh, Adam's Family. I think that's where I'm thinking of him from. Um, Waiting for Guffman. Devil's Advocate. I
1: never saw Devil's Advocate.
0: That's just movies. Oh, that movie's good. Is it? You should
1: watch it. Shame on you. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's... uh, yeah, it's one of those where you know people can pick it apart for certain sure. performances or just being too, too over the top or or whatever. But yeah. um, I think it. I mean, in terms of like entertainment, it rips.
1: Can't go wrong with Reeves and Pacino. Rip,
0: rip roar, and entertainment.
1: Rip, roar. And yeah, no, it's a
0: it's a good movie. Also, um, Charlize Throne and uh, some other hot ladies oh. who I was just talking about this with somebody else this weekend. And uh, really, yeah, there's a lot of. A lot of, uh, shall we say, flesh mm. and um, a lot of intrigue and color me intrigued. Uh, then. Yeah, you should watch it. Maybe we can tack it on to yeah. something one of these days.
1: A bonus, Jonas. <laughs> um. Um. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say just I, still
0: I. Still going through, through this, this guy's cast filmography.
1: Cast in general. Uh, David Warner was. I was not enthused when I saw him in this movie. I mean, at first, and then I'm like, this guy uh, turned out to be one of my favorite people in this movie. I mean, like we said, they're all they are all great. Everyone was was game in this movie, but he uh, he yeah. was really funny in it too.
0: Yeah, I mean, everybody. Yep. Yeah. very good. Did you catch uh, James
1: Cromwell? I did in there as a like two second yeah. cameo and his name was in like the opening credits i'm like oh he must be kind of a but yeah i was like oh was
0: it i like... didn't even notice that
1: yeah it was like a yeah. s... it was the brief i couldn't even tell you what his role was other than he was he's like a realtor or oh, something no, he... but he's okay. dressed up as
0: like a german uh you know whatever they're in vienna i guess but um uh sissy Spacek... well as long as we're talking about casting and credits again uh Sissy basic is apparently uncredited so i'm not sure where i've found out or picked up that she was it must have been in reading a review or something because like i said i knew it before this viewing and i feel like i've known it for a long time yeah. but apparently uh, not not credited but uh kathleen turner said she used a body double for the sex scene in the movie which is a little weird because she's walking around and stuff that's just basically see-through <laughs> yeah. half the movie so
1: and i'm trying to i don't think... know why she
0: bothered with that also the sex scene isn't anything to write home about anyway so i don't isn't know
1: where he where Steve Martin does it for like a half second and then rolls back over, or is there a different scene?
0: Uh well that, yeah, that's I doubt that's the one she's talking right. about because you can see her face the entire time. Yeah. But I don't know, it's not like she just had one, so I'm not sure what the what that actually refers to, but um reviews. Um it's got it's 78% of rotten tomatoes, which you can't take even normally as a, right. a great barometer of things, but especially movies from this era, because, you know, there's only so many reviews written at the time that they're able to catalog, but 78% is pretty good. Uh, it's 23 critics. It says, uh, the, the consensus is a spastically uneven or sorry, as spastically uneven as it's zany title suggests the man with two brains isn't peak Steve Martin, but it's still often close enough to enjoy. Um, I am film is a 61 out of 100 based on nine reviews. Roger Ever gave it a two out of four stars and wrote that despite the fact that he never found Steve Martin irresistibly funny, it's a tribute to the man with two brains that I found myself laughing a fair amount of the time despite my feelings about Martin. I'd say that's fair. So, yeah, I and mean, I would say if you like Steve Martin, you can easily put <laughs> yeah. another star on that. Or, or...
1: You know, <laughs> is this our first Martin film that we've discussed on the big 4 think so
0: i believe it is peter um
1: yeah so they're they're talking about it isn't peak steve martin now would 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 if you were to discuss peak steve martin would you think it's the jerk time beard or are we talking more like late 80s with like uh parenthood and the, all the things into the early 90s like
0: Well, Peter, you're asking two different questions there. Are we talking about peak Steve Martin in 1983, which is what Roger Ebert is talking about, or are we talking about peak Steve Martin career-wise? Now, if you're watching this movie and you go, oh, this doesn't measure up to peak Steve Martin, I think peak Steve Martin is probably Saturday Night Live. Sure, yeah. Or, you know, something like that. Like, I'm not sure, other than maybe The Jerk, I don't know if he had a movie that was already off the charts. I suppose if you could look at his filmography. here. Yeah, I think you're um,
1: Perfect. It's his peak is probably like seventy-five to seventy-nine with SNL. But I think that's what like journey. everybody's yeah.
0: bringing to it, yeah. right? When they're like, Oh, the 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 this is why Steve Martin's a star now. It's from this. So they had Dead Men Don't Wear here he had Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid in nineteen eighty two. We talked about doing that. We didn't okay. he didn't have a whole lot. He was in the Muppet movie in seventy nine, the jerks all the jerk also that year. 81's Penny from Heaven, 92 is Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, and 83 is The Man with Two Brains. So I guess I can see if you're Roger Ebert and uh, you're just coming into your fifth Steve Martin film or whatever you've seen and reviewed at this point, and The Jerk and the Muppet movies, maybe all you have is your barometer. Penny's from Heaven, I suppose. Uh, I can see why you would think. But then after that, The Lonely Guy, All of Me, Three Amigos, Little Shop of Horrors, Roxanne, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, Parenthood. My Blue Heaven. I forgot about My Blue Heaven. I think.
1: Yeah, I like that one.
0: Yeah. L.A. Story, Father Bride, Grand Canyon. By this point, now he's starting to get into like a whole different chapter of his. Like, it's amazing how these guys go from you. You think of them as one thing, but it was really only ten years right. and and six movies yeah. or something. And then you're like, oh, Steve Martin's getting into drama now. You know, it's like <laughs> as if he's aging into this late career <laughs> right. thing. Right. Anyway, '92, House Sitter, Leap of Faith. House Sitter. Uh, I forgot about 94. That how could you forget about that? I know your story about it.
1: <laughs> Did we just talk about this or do you just remember that?
0: St- you've, you've told me I, about it in the past. I don't think we've, we've talked, talked about it in a while. Right. But...
1: Yeah. I'll save that I mean, for, I'll, I'll save that for a, a touching, yeah. a special episode of
0: the big for a sitter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Only nine years yep. away. Yeah. <laughs> Um yeah, Simple Twist of Fate, Mixed Nuts. I remember those in ninety-four, both both uh, kind of flops. Father Bride two eighty or ninety five, Sergeant Bilko ninety six. Um yeah, there's a lot of stuff in here you've heard of, but nothing really brought down the house. Nova Cane, I remember wanting to see because it was dental related.
1: Wasn't that uh, filmed in Cedarberg or something?
0: Or am I completely making was that it? up? I don't know. I, um it yeah, could be right. It might have some uh, Milwaukee connection of some sort here uh the chicago illinois area fail i mean who knows maybe they showed up here for like two days to do something they do that a lot of chicago uh, movies yeah um it's complicated a big year home love the coopers Uh, i mean you know this is stuff you haven't well so yeah and and prior to that he was on a lot of tv throughout the 60s 70s um He's a stand up, obviously. So, yeah, you know, it's not like Ebert was probably just basically off two movies or anything. So, I guess if you didn't find him funny, there's, you know, he had a whole stand up career and lots of TV stuff even before Saturday Night Live. Uh, He's also on The Muppet Show, Carol Burnett Show. Yeah.
1: Lots of stuff. I've always been mostly a fan of his. I mean, yeah, he's got some duds in there, but he always seemed like a likable guy. Yeah. his humor he had the, a weird
0: 90s and oh 2000s. yeah for sure no oh. 90s is actually pretty good looking back i think at the time we were all like oh, i don't know what to make of martin anymore but he had solid movies in there i think it's more of the the 2000s to now stuff he's on that show um on uh what is it apple tv or something only, only murders, murders in, the in the building yeah
1: i don't remember if that's With hulu or apple it's all one in this i think it's hulu okay. i think you're
0: right hulu yeah um, I like that. I, I dig it. Um it's not it's hard to make like appointment TV. Like I forget about it. I'm like, oh I forgot I gotta keep watching that <laughs> yeah. show and then I'll watch five episodes and then forget about it again for a while. But he's good in it, short's good in it, it's a funny uh uh concept. Podcasters, you know. Oh, that's orders. right. Yeah, that could be us.
1: I watched uh three episodes of it maybe, four of the first season. Yeah.
0: Yep, it's good. It it's probably gone on, you know, long enough. It's one of those things where I'm like, oh, man, I still have two seasons I have to watch of this or whatever. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: But, uh, yeah, it's a nice little, it's one of those shows you can watch for a half hour and then go to bed or something. And if you just do that every night, you'll be through it. and Right. Later. Um, anyway, so back to this movie we're talking about.
1: <laughs> the Man with Two Brains.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, we talked about uh, Doctor Necessitor's apartment in Butler. That's another big highlight of this movie i think yep uh, there's that one part where he's talking to says he put his old colleague's brain or, or he had his old colleague's brain oh wait so he had a he had a, a doctor a partner of his who died and then Necessitor an says that guy's brain is with him and then Martin's like, you mean you got slurmy in one of those jars like so much marmalade? And then, no, it turns out he put him in a monkey instead. <laughs> and the monkey is such a dude in a suit because they keep focusing on his eyes and you can see the white, uh-huh. like, white man, like, the, like a white male human yeah, being's it was, eyes. It know. was weird. I don't mean whites of the eyes, right. I mean white, like, what, skin yes. color, like, tan skin, yep. like, behind the...
1: Yeah, that was creeping me out a little bit. With the mouth moving, it was like...
0: (laughs) Yeah. And the the drinks he keeps ordering whenever he goes there, he's like, give me a Tahiti Tingle. And then... (laughs) (laughs) and then whichever one he orders the first time that that was the second time to heat i forgot what he asked for the first time but then the guy's like you want that flaming or not flaming he's like oh flaming's for tourists (laughs) but it's still this drink with this huge like umbrella and yeah (laughs) bunch of shit Uh all over it (laughs) and then he's like when he when he finally figures out what he has to do with uh Amelma's brain (laughs) he's like oh i can you know i can do what we did with uh slur me over here or whatever and he's like oh i couldn't fuck a gorilla <laughs> but then he sort of like
1: <laughs>
0: thinks about it <laughs> oh hey did you notice when and then so that leads to the scene where he goes out to like look for um, a, a suitable body or whatever to replace it with yeah. uh the the first girl he tries to rescue he's like oh why can't she be dead or whatever and then uh, somebody hits her with a car or something by accident and he runs over to pick her up and he's like it's like no she's dead and they're like no i think she's fine that's um D.D. Dee Dee McCall from is Hunter. Isn't that Stephanie Kramer? name? Yeah, Damn Kramer. It, there you go. Thanks, I knew she looked
1: familiar. Oh, missed yeah. opportunity on my part, son of a bitch.
0: Yeah, I, I couldn't think of the name either. I meant to look it up, wow. but I was like, "Oh,
1: that's Hunter." Wow, I knew she looked familiar. Oh man, I claim to be yeah. a Hunter fan, and I missed that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's on
0: Two B Two, I think. <laughs> it is, yep. So. Uh so yeah, and then the I mentioned that scene where he goes out to find a, a woman or, or the the body or whatever is, is so good the way he's just I mean that's Steve Martin is, is very good at physical comedy and, and facial expression comedy and stuff and he just yeah. he can sell entire entire lines of, of no dialogue with just the stuff he's doing
1: Even the it's a very, very funny The scene. scenes where he's carrying her through the threshold or whatever, just like barely like his legs are like almost yeah. doing the splits and he regains his balance yeah he's very good at that very underrated at that <laughs> um and then and then
0: we get to what's probably the most memorable scene for anybody who's seen this not on just tv but he finds this prostitute he likes and, and she's hot and she's also like like this is a, 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 a actress or a scene or, or both where you could easily dismiss like oh okay like you know or just like she's annoying, but she's hot, mm. and, and that's the joke. But she is very good. Like the she's she is hot. She's got a and she's not just hot like body wise. She's got a pretty face. She seems like a nice person. Yeah. But she legitimately is very very fucking irritating yeah, and annoying. Kind of want to kill her to the point where I think yeah, I think if you spent <laughs> five minutes listening to her. And and the movie is so good about it, uh, like it just she never shuts up, she keeps going, she finds the most obnoxious shit to say, all while trying to be sexy and stuff. And it's not too over the top, it's just it's just perfect. There's a couple things in this movie that I, I uh, bitched about being, you know, a little too over the top, like the the pinball uh, thing or the, the the suction cup hands and all that. But when it comes to what people are doing and saying in this movie, like everybody is very it is like deadpan perfection in terms of how they are, are delivering yeah. the lines and, and selling what their character is. And um, I think it's a very well done, well-made movie. And that's what leads to it being as funny as it is. Cause if you just take this stuff in, in broad strokes and throw it on the screen, you're going to end up with like a, some shitty directive
1: video yeah. national Lampoon's, which we've five seen five times removed, especially thing. on this podcast. Right. We've, we've seen, seen just poor attempts at, at, at throwing this all together and seeing what sticks and yeah slapstick
0: but you got your cholera Reiners, Mm -hmm. you got your steve martins you've got kathleen turner you've got this great supporting cast of you know even people aren't you know super huge names or whatever they're all uh just very credible uh performers and and everybody knows what they're doing and they and they do it very very well including merv griffin including
1: (laughs) merv are you gonna turn me in no you should take care of that yourself oh okay uh yeah i'll go get right on (laughs) that Yeah.
0: No, he says, to... you have to promise oh, yeah. that you'll turn yourself in. He's like, "Oh, I promise."
1: <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't even say. He's just like, he's
0: like, "Okay, I promise." And and we know like right. Merv is great yeah. in this, and I don't know if he's even. I don't even know if he knows he's great. I think the fact that he's just <laughs> talking like Merv probably right. talks
1: is what makes it great. Yeah, just delivering it very deadpan. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah.
0: Oh man, <laughs> I feel like I'm missing some stuff here, but. Um. Yeah, and then he gets pulled over with uh, his. He's got Kathleen Turner, who. Uh. What? How? How does she die again? Uh, yeah, yeah, the
1: elevator killer did it.
0: Oh, that's right, yeah. right, right. She gets in the elevator. Merv Griffin's in there. She's like, oh, hey, and this is before they've revealed his identity, because yeah. every girl who gets in the elevator. She's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: And then yeah, so he he so Merv injects her. Uh, Martin finds her, and then um. He, so he's he gets her in the car and tries to take her back to Necessitors place to transfer yeah. uh the brain got the brain in uh, the trunk and the right
1: exactly.
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well we <laughs> we forgot the entire scene where he finally decides to try to make it work with her but he's gonna just he's like hey listen let's make this work i know you're sorry let's just live here in in austria or whatever and i'll uh, i'm gonna do my brain research i got this brain and he's like all right Bye. And basically he's just, he doesn't even care what she does anymore. She can cheat on him <laughs> while she wants. Oh, we didn't mention that she spends a lot of this movie cheating uh, on yeah. the, the, the big joke for the first, you know, half hour or whatever is that they're, they were recently married, but she's not actually having sex with him. Meanwhile, she's having sex with like
1: gardeners, the gardeners and the pool yeah, boy
0: just... and the, the, the butlers in the hotel yeah. and shit like that. But she won't do anything with him. Um, <laughs> finally, he doesn't even care anymore because he meets Anne and all he wants to do is find an excuse to be with her without uh, Kathleen Turner finding out. So anyway, he's like, "Listen, we're gonna we're gonna move here. I'm gonna set up research." And she's like, "Oh, fine. You know, I don't I don't care. Whatever." She's just with him for the money. She also just found out she got a phone call saying he inherited a, a fifteen million dollars from a dead ancestor oh, yeah. or something yeah. like that, which she doesn't tell us. So now she's got incentive to stay. So anyway, they they're kind of trying to make it work or whatever. But he's so preoccupied with his brain that now that she even wants to have sex with him, he's just like. Oh, good night. And there's this one scene where she's like, "Don't you want to make love?" And he's like, "Oh, I guess we could." And he rolls over and like literally one thrust. And he's like, "Oh, that was so great." falls <laughs> <laughs> asleep. And that's a that's a cheap old joke, but he sells it very, yes, very well. Yes, he does. Yeah. And...
1: <laughs> falls right asleep or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And the whole thing is just that he's sitting up, spending uh, you know, his entire night just talking with ann about. What were they arguing about before he has to go in with, with Kathleen Turner baseball or something like, like that. that yeah. And, you know, he's just, yeah, he's just somebody who can talk to about all this stuff. And that's how he realizes he doesn't even care about a, you know, hot body or whatever necessarily he takes her out on a her, wants <laughs> her Well, and that's how they get busted. Kathleen Turner's like, were you out on the rowboat with your brain? And he's like, no, and she's like, that must have been somebody else we saw on the rowboat kissing his brain and he's like that could be that anybody could be anybody she's <laughs> like how many people do you think are on this uh island or whatever with a brain he's like oh there's got to be hundreds. yeah
1: that's right. <laughs> i'm glad you remember these so, lines uh, anyway, well, because i would be butchering them
0: <laughs> well i'm i'm not remembering them in a good order i'm just saying all this as i have right. other things to say but <laughs> Um, okay. So anyway, I, I don't know why we got on all this, but so this is how, yes. So he convinces her to stay there. They're going to, he's going to do brain research, but really he just wants to be with Anne. And then he, he finds out what Necessiter is doing. He wants to transfer Anne's brain to somebody else. He's looking for all these prostitutes or whoever he can find And oh. in, in again, what's, what's the best scene of this movie. And then, um, she gets uh, stabbed by the elevator killer, uh, a.k.a. Merv Griffin. Uh, C. Martin finds her uh, post-poison, and he's trying to get her to a place to transfer the brains, but there's a funny scene where he gets pulled over by a cop. <laughs> and <laughs> he's like, oh, she's drunk. Dead drunk. And then he's like, what, why did I say that? <laughs> it's just shit like that in this movie that... <laughs> is so perfect and, and he doesn't he doesn't make a big deal out of it he just says it and he says dead drunk as if like it would be his natural response to say and then like on his face you can see he sort of catches himself but he doesn't he's not like oh he's like oh no 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 officer he's just like oh what the fuck like why did i say that like you know just the look on his face <laughs> yeah. says that it's just, it's perfect and then the cop makes him do a bunch of crazy uh you know drunk tests which i guess is funny yeah. but again it's another thing where the movie goes a little too far with stuff that's just right a little too over the top but um yeah, fuck. I don't know, man. Here he he tries to get uh, her brain transferred to Kathleen Turner. There's a big, uh, you know, the cops show up thinking he's the killer or whatever, and um, he ends up getting electrocuted as the the brain transfer is happening. He wakes up in the hospital. He's like, oh, uh, is you know, who's? They're like, your wife's here to see you, and he's like, oh shit, my my wife yeah. or whatever. And then it turns out it's Kathleen Turner in a in a fat suit because she gained a bunch of pound because. The brain transfer was successful and Anna Melmahe is a compulsive eater yeah. and she hopes he doesn't mind. And it turns out he does, he does not, not mind. mind. <laughs> he just loves.
1: Yep. And, and he carries her through the threshold. I'm taking this
0: edible right now. Oh boy. Peter. All right. But I'm, I'm com- committed to not, you know, <laughs> fucking anything up this time.
1: Right. I wish you nothing but the best of luck, sir. I wish you <laughs> right. <Peter. laughs> About nine fifteen.
0: No, to be good. This has been very civil yeah. so far. It's great.
1: About nine fifteen when I'm getting <laughs> shouted at. Peter, <laughs> hold off on you <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding.
0: What is wrong with you? Don't you have any
1: concept of? <laughs> um. All right. Final thoughts. <clears throat>
0: On Um, yeah, this movie fucking rules is my final thought. Three and a
1: half stars out of four for me. Comedy.
0: Yeah, it's great. weird. This movie exists. Like, it's such a odd. Con- Can you imagine, like, pitching this to a yeah. studio? These right. Days? I can't at all. Or even an 83. Like, because it, it's it's not one thing or the other. Right. Like, it's not like I was saying, it's not a spoof per se. Right. I mean, it is. It's, it's goofy and, and dumb, but. It's all just kind of a normal 80s comedy where, you know, shit like outside the box, outsized shit happens. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and then like we said, it's got this sort of Carl Reiner, uh, Mel Brooks type thing going for it. And we really didn't talk a whole lot about Carl Reiner. You got thoughts
1: on Carl Reiner? Um, I feel like we shouldn't just gloss right over him. He's a uh, the jerk and this are the only two that come to mind. There has to be others, obviously. Um, oh God! Oh, he did those. Did he do Oh God, you devil? <laughs> no. Just, just Oh God. God. Okay. As a director, we're uh, talking about. That... Right?
0: Yeah, I'm talking director. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I don't know. He might have wrote a bunch of and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I, in fact, I know he did. And he's a playwright right. and all kinds of stuff. But we're talking movies here. Okay? Talking directing.
1: So, uh, movies. so- all right. <laughs> His first film uh, was in 1966, <laughs> called Enter Laughing. And. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jose Ferrer and Shelley Winters. Then you got the comic in nineteen sixty nine. Oh, I'm sorry, what? Yeah,
0: I was just gonna say. So uh, he did do Oh God. He did. And he did yep. do the jerk.
1: He did. Yeah. Dead uh, men don't wear
0: plaid. Dead men don't wear plaid. Me. This, all of Me. Summer
1: rental and summer, summer rental school. rental and summer
0: school. Yeah. Sibling rivalry. And sibling rivalry, Fatal Instinct, and that feeling So he doesn't have a great. Uh,
1: no, I'm kind so of. Sh- I'm kind of shocked. <laughs> Well, I think
0: he really cut his teeth on, like, TV and, and stage and stuff like that, and then it yeah. didn't quite transfer over to, uh, but, but yeah, I, I don't know, I mean, uh, that's a, he had a pretty solid middle run there, I would say, with, uh, between this movie and The Jerk, and, mm-hmm. um, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, and. I don't know how you feel about summer rental and summer school. I haven't seen any one
1: of those in a long time, or either one of those. In I have a long time. not seen either of them the whole way through. I think I've seen more of summer school. Summer rentals with Candy, right? Yes. Okay. And summer schools with Mark Harmon.
0: Correct. All right. Not to be confused with, oh, yeah, summer
1: school. <laughs> summer school, summer rental. Great outdoors. No, Got I it. can't even keep them all straight. There's so many. There's so many.
0: Yeah, Summer School, I just remember, has that one scene where there's, like, a shop class or whatever, where the um, dudes who were kind of the troublemakers <laughs> turned it into this, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre thing oh, really? where they <laughs> accidentally cut their arms off, but it's really just... You know, oh, they're pretending?
1: Prosthetics okay.
0: Yeah, exactly. Is Kirstie
1: Alley in that vehicle?
0: <clears throat> she was. Also, in Sibling Rivalry, which... Can't believe that was his second to last movie, and it's basically a huge
1: flop, right? Flop. Yeah. But it yeah. did give us more Bill Pullman.
0: <laughs> just... He's just a weird guy for somebody who's as renowned and, you know, name recognition and whatnot, um, and has done so much. You know, his, his credits are yeah. kind of spotty. That
1: I had no idea there was that limited in terms of movie directing. I mean, I would think Rob has done more movies than his dad. Yeah. Um, well, at least more successful, but that's taking nothing away from from Carl. I
0: no, I mean they they do different things. Rob Reiner does dramas, and, yeah, you know, all kinds of stuff. And,
1: um, he does. More Carl's like a bit bit of a big studio animal, comedies so. and dramas, yeah.
0: All right, yeah, I'm giving this movie four stars out of four uh, in terms of comedy points and um, just for the the game cast. And I think Reiner's direction is great in this. And uh, yeah, there's a bit of nostalgia in there. I guess if I watched it now, you know, I, I might not be like, oh, it was a four-star classic or whatever, but um, it is to me, yeah, man. I'm glad it
1: held up. I'm glad <laughs> it held up for you after all these years, because that's, yeah, that's what I was going to wonder if if anything was lagging on it. Yeah, if but, I still like that. Yeah. Also, hey, I was just gonna say today is a uh, today's a big day for me as I have gone now gone about twenty four hours since vaping. So.
0: Oh yeah, are you stopping or yeah. just it just has
1: been? There? No, I stopped. Cold. T- yeah, thanks. good for you. Congratulations. It's uh, I got this. That's a fidget thing that my wife gave me for Christmas, and I just sit here twirling it like a motherfucker. <laughs>
0: do that instead of yeah vaping? what do you what do you vape is it just like nicotine yeah or is it's it
1: nicotine weed? yeah i mean i'll, I'll still vape weed uh, it's just the nicotine i could sit there and all day working from home just like it's fucking right. yeah so i could feel yeah. my lungs telling me to stop and
0: yeah and don't they say vaping is supposed to be even worse yeah, than
1: actual smoking yeah now is the that's that's what they're thinking and it yeah, yeah it fucks your yeah. heart up even quicker than cigarettes do i guess so
0: yeah. So what's the benefit? It's just that you can do it in public and not <laughs> right. smell smoke? Or yeah,
1: exactly. That's about the only benefit I see. Yeah, but
0: yeah I'll still vape you know, it's the... crazy. Everybody thought, like, like, oh, it's a miracle cure. We don't have to inhale smoke anymore. Exactly. But meanwhile, the, the drugs in nicotine are still bad. Right.
1: <laughs> I should have <laughs> did my <laughs> research on that. But Yeah, I never... Because I was never really yeah. addicted to cigarettes, but man, this fucker got me, dude. The the vape did. Yeah. Really?
0: I can only imagine how hard that is. There's stuff I'm not like even really addicted to, but I have like a uh, I mean, dependency is even the wrong word. It's more like a, um, a, a, like you said, like a fidgeting uh, need to have it. Like, like oh, I'm sitting here watching this movie. I need a beer. I gotta have a beer. Like, right. Do I need a beer? Like I don't really need a no. beer, but I you don't know. No, I like beer. Life's too short. And Then I just you know have like six beers, yeah. You know, so it's not it's not about the alcohol or wanting to get wasted. It's just I don't know. I've like become so accustomed sure. to just. Having a yeah, beer. Or whatever. Packer so, game
1: starts. I have to have something. Like I can't sit here and watch a Packer game and not have at least one or two beers. Like it's just it's just habit. And then right. most times it turns into seven or eight or whatever. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, or just like the idea of, uh, you know, if it's say donuts or whatever your thing is. You know, you're at work and this shit's on a table or whatever. It's like, well. I don't need this. Yeah. I'm not addicted to donuts, but every time I walk back here, I'm going to eat a piece of Exactly. This, you know, just...
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you, yeah. I'm glad you understood so I, my plight.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know if that's the same plight. I'm just saying, I, I don't know what it's like to necessarily be addicted to anything. Like I never was a smoker right. or whatever, but if it's anything like that, I totally grasp the, could I stop? Sure. Like, do I want to No. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those things where it's like, you gotta, like, if you really want to not, be the kind of guy who has to drink a beer every time he sits down and watch a movie, then just just don't, I guess. But yeah. I guess I haven't reached that point yet. Do you know. <laughs> usually
1: uh, have beer at the uh, at the theaters now? Like, they sell them at a lot of theaters now, I noticed. but
0: Yeah, well, I like to just bypass that whole
1: thing and bring it in my pocket. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but I'm not addicted. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> my whole thing is a... Uh, falling asleep in theaters. like If I'm all dark and comfortable and then there, I got a couple beers in me, then yeah. I'm, you're going to hear me snoring in the theater.
0: Speaking of falling asleep during movies, our next movie is War Games.
1: <laughs> Ron, had you seen the film War Games before?
0: <laughs> oh, I had. Okay. I expected there to be a monkey.
1: <laughs> At least we got That's... one with the man with two brains
0: let down again oh that's true there was a monkey yeah. big big week for monkeys <laughs> um no i'm just kidding I, I like this movie fine what are your thoughts on this movie you've seen yeah. it before you said and seen it probably uh, where, four or five you... times
1: um today today i came away with a harder time knowing what my opinion was than than man with two brains because on the one end...
0: Because Man with Two Brains is a classic yeah. and this one is... Yeah,
1: and this one's a little... yeah, Maybe not. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting that we've gotten... I know that they were filmed uh about a year and a half apart, but in, in almost a month we've gotten two John Vad of movies. Um, yeah, crazy. Very different um, tones to them, for the most part. Uh, this one, I I like the... I like the scenes with with Dabney Coleman and I like the scenes with with Broderick and Sheedy when they're especially when they're first uh, kind of discovering what's going on with this computer and and what they've uncovered. But everything around that is all a little bit not dull, but just you got to.
0: Yeah, I mean, the movie is fake as fuck like this, like the the concept on its face i guess is is intriguing Mm -hmm. and maybe potential especially in 80s paranoia computers are new whatever i I can see how this would be a well not even just that but the idea that a kid could accidentally hack into some massive government whatever it is and uh i get that you know nowadays we would be like okay this is impossible they've got you know Firewall on top of firewall, stuff like that. And and there would be some checks and balances, which I'm gonna get into in a second, but this movie does not (laughs) have a very good system of checks and balances to prevent these things (laughs) and uh doing the most obvious shit that (laughs) um but all that said, I don't know. I mean the, the soundtrack is really bad. That's one thing I hated about this. Uh the score and the sound choices are really shitty. That opening theme, uh, after a very very serious opening sequence, is like too too bouncy and breezy and, and weird. I don't know if you caught I that. I did. Yep. There's that whole scene at the beginning with Michael Madsen and um, the other guy who's also a, a, that, yep. guy, I, was a that guy. Yep. There's a lot of that guy in this movie. The... But uh, you know, the, I guess the other stuff is supposed to sound like kind of like an electronic, robotic, or you know, video game music or something. I assume is sort of what the the, the soundtrack, score yeah, is score, going yeah, for. yeah, yeah. I don't know it's just weird it's like sometimes it's a whimsical mischievous like Home Alone or Goonies style thing and other times it's this like I don't know I like I I get the what the vibe this movie is going for is trying to be kind of a, appeal to the the older teens I guess uh, you know and the and the yeah. families and whatnot. Um yeah, that that was my big takeaway is the soundtrack is garbage. No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. That's not my big takeaway, but that's, just, that's that's the first thing I noticed right off the top. Other than Michael Madsen, so the the opening scene is uh, Michael Madsen and who's
1: the other guy with him? We should, I should have. Uh... He uh, he's like in
0: John Spencer.
1: Yeah. Is he in like?
0: So he is he is on like The West Wing and uh, L. A. Law and stuff. Yeah. I
1: thought he was like a cop in something.
0: He was in um, Striking Distance with Yes Bruce Willis. Yes. He was like, is that what you're thinking Yes, of? <laughs> I knew it was like
1: something like that. Yeah, I kept wanting to say Die Hard, but yeah. I knew it was not that. Yeah, like, that's him as Jerry in War okay. Games. Okay.
0: Yeah. So Michael Madsen looking quite yeah, young. Yeah, right? You can tell it's him just based on his mannerisms and stuff. But he's another. Uh...
1: That was see without getting too much into the plot yet. That was a good. That was like a good start to the movie, right? That's a, a kind of a good suspenseful, right? Um, it was just too much. Yeah, there was, there was, they were doing too much after that. It starts off as this like kind of serious cold
0: war thing. And then it goes into this sort of, I mean, it's not as goofy as like Ferris Bueller or something, but it's that same type of, now we're going to have this kid who just kind of fucks around in school yeah. and we're going to watch him do his, you know, hijinks sort of for a little bit. And then, uh, get back into the the meat and potatoes of what the movie is but i don't know whatever they were making movies like this just you know off, off the assembly line in the 80s so I, I don't think it's any worse than any other teenager caught up in a bigger yeah. thing than they can handle type type story that we saw in the 80s so
1: now i you know broderick this is one of his first movies and sheedy had did bad boys before this, which you can hear on an earlier podcast from the big Four <laughs> O. Earlier <laughs> from episode. us. Yes. Earlier episode from us. That's right. Uh, apparently the, the um, uh, chemistry between the, do two you know which them, one was filmed first? Um, that like, they came out the
0: same year. It's possible. This could be her first yeah. attempt or four way or whatever. Well, I doubt it. I'm sure she got hired off both of them
1: from something else. Production but. was, uh, oh geez, there's a whole backstory doesn't actually say when they started filming it that's right i didn't mean to like drag us off into a weird no thing, that's all right i started
0: let me just tell you ellie sheedy's uh, uh filmography real quick bad boys and war games are her first two movies all right. so who knows which one was filmed first or whatever but
1: yeah I... yeah just had a discussion about yeah, she had a really
0: crazy filmography Sorry.
1: No, yeah. No, I was just saying I was uh, discussing Sheedy with a friend because uh, he had just seen The Breakfast Club for the first time since high school, and he's about 10 years older than us. So that was like, came out in his sweet spot of high school, but he didn't like it at the time, but he liked it a lot more now. And he thought Sheedy was actually really good in it, which I would agree with.
0: She, uh,. Has a weird filmography. So she hits the scene with bad boys and war games, you know, back-to-back. 84, Oxford Blues. Then 85, Breakfast Club, St. Elmo's Fire, and Twice in a Lifetime. At least the Breakfast Club and St. Elmo's Fire are, yeah. are you know, big touchstone things. Then in 86, Blue City and Short Circuit. Uh Short Circuit, I believe, is another John Bottom film. Yep. Then in 87, she's in Made to Order, and she's carrying that movie. If, if I remember oh the poster gosh, I forgot she's about the, yeah. She's like the... Above the title yep. star. Then she's in Short Circuit 2. Then 89, Heart of Dixie, which I kind of remember ads for. 90, Betsy's Wedding, Fear. 91, Only the Lonely. I think that's John Candy. Yep. 92, Home Alone 2. Then you just start getting into some DVD shit, like The Pickle, My uh, Man's Best Friend. I think that's with Lance Hendrickson. About a killer dog. <laughs> then she's in Red Shoe Diaries oh. 4, Auto Erotica. <laughs> and, you know, Remember that whole thing with Showtime? Yeah. Um, Yeah, she really does not.
1: Uh, I'd say only the lonely was the her.
0: 90s. I mean, she's in stuff all the way up till yeah 2016. From the X-Men Apocalypse. But TV, um, she does a lot of TV stuff, but again, nothing too great. Throughout the 2000s, she's in the Dead Zone TV show. She's in Psych. She went she kind of like had a big build over three, four years. They put her in made to order as the uh, you know name above the title. Ali yep. Sheedy is made to order. I don't know if it said that,
1: but probably it probably like did, yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh I don't know if that wasn't a hit or what, and then it was just a couple sequels to some stuff and then out the door, you know, just like whatever you can get. Here you are right. in a showtime nudie. <laughs>
1: So, uh, would you? When would you say the first? Wait, you're busy googling. Uh, the first time I saw War Games was about 1984, or 85 on HBO, and that's what what drew me in mainly at that point was the computer technology, and and you could tell their their uh, the excitement level like that teens had and and kids and people in general had about computers. But it's again, it's obviously very funny seeing like some of these computers look like dishwashers when they go into into oh, yeah. uh into the labs and stuff the the technologies it's always funny to see these things that probably weighed as much as a cadillac <laughs> <and> <laughs> yeah with really bad i agree bond.
0: that that that's one of the charms of watching a movie like this now is the seeing what they thought of as you know yeah. high tech or maybe it was high tech technology yeah. but um yeah it's funny with the uh the computer screens that are a, a big box <laughs> with green uh <laughs> yeah clean green letters and a big cursor and all that stuff but yet these things are also controlling our our um, missile guidance systems yeah <laughs> well that okay that brings me to my first point so this movie starts with uh the the michael madsen and what do we say the other guy's name john was? spencer yes going into um what looks like some kind of, I I thought they were getting onto like a rocket or a missile or something, but they are just in a room where apparently they trade shifts with other guys like them um, just in there in case they have to launch a missile. And so the argument becomes, uh, do we entrust this to people or do we just let machines do it? Because John Spencer decides he's not going to launch this missile. He wants confirmation that there's a reason to do it. Michael Madsen puts a gun to him and says, that's not what you're, uh, you know trained to do soldier like you just when they tell you to launch the shit you launch it yeah and then i'm sitting here thinking this is the first part of what i said would if they just changed a few things would make this whole movie disappear why not just have somebody call me like yeah guys this is real president ordered it like yeah. whatever so you don't have these guys sitting here going i don't know if i should yeah. do this i have a moral quandary <laughs> like what if it's a what if it's a computer malfunction? Can we hear from a person to the point where he calls and he's like, can I just talk to somebody and let me know this is real. Michael Madsen puts a gun and he's like, that's not your uh, objective soldier. Like you just do this, turn the key or whatever. He's like, I just want somebody to tell me like, it's okay. And you know, yeah, (laughs) yeah. That's perfectly reasonable. Yes.
1: Although (laughs) kill 12 million people or maybe have a reason to first.
0: (laughs) Although I don't know if, because, uh, you know the, the world this movie supposits is that they've already been trained for this and know this is how it's going to go down or whatever so oh, yeah, i suppose um, but but still you would think at some point somebody'd been like yeah can we just get like a, a human voice to call us and be like yep not a not an error on the computer's <laughs> part not not a not a, not drill, a drill you know no. and the fucked up thing is that it was a drill they were just trying to and see it what they'd do yeah. and then, <laughs> yeah and then that guy blinked and didn't want to do it and they're like uh, so yeah, you got this scene where um, Dabney Coleman, who plays John McKittrick, and Barry Corbin as General Jack Beringer They're going back and forth about, you know, how, how this is going to work. And, and the general's like, listen, I'm not all about taking the human element out of it and trusting these machines or whatever. And Dabney Coleman's like, look, the shit that just happened today where this guy wigged out and refused to do this because he's a, you know, uh, emotionally compromised human pussy or whatever. We can cut all that out and just let these machines make the call yeah. for us. And everybody's like, "Well, I don't know. That's a great idea." But they they roll with it. And uh, then Matthew Broderick, little uh, fucking delinquent, David hell, Lightman, rebel rouser,
1: yeah, yeah, that he is at school. Discovers like a something in the mail that's like a new computer system with cool new games. So he's like fuck that. I want to get these. He wants names. to hack into that. Yeah. 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 So, so that, he hacks all
0: these phone numbers and yeah. one of them gets him into this NORAD uh, backdoor. I don't Wait, wait. So he, he finds the, yeah, you're right. He gets the ad. Yeah. He goes on there and he wants to hack into the, the computer company's mainframe to see what this computer's like, or the, uh, sorry, new computer game is like. And then he auto-dials all these numbers, one, one digit at a time is, or something.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, right. He's like hundreds of numbers, uh-huh. or thousands or whatever it is. And then he he gets one that he thinks is the the gaming people, and somehow he hacks into that, and then yep. he gets actually accidentally into the Norad thing.
1: Yeah. I don't know.
0: That, none of that makes any sense.
1: <laughs> oh, this movie's a fucking yeah! This movie's a clusterfuck of shit going on. There's 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 a ton of shit going on. Uh, so he he initiates mm-hmm. the war game. He wants to play thermal nuclear war, and he wants to be the Soviet Union, of course. Which of all the bad ideas you could have had, that was yeah. probably she is like, yeah, Soviet Union. What? Drop bombs. Let's hit <laughs> yeah. Seattle and Las Vegas. They start drinking tab. They're eating snacks. They're like, yeah, oh, you are in this. Just, no.
0: They're just drinking too much tab. Uh-huh. Yeah. Kids these days high on tab. Yeah. <laughs> Eighty-three.
1: Yeah. That's all. Dennis. My Grickey's grandma drank syndrome. tab until oh, I, I don't know,
0: nineteen ninety or
1: something. Yeah, my dad drank that until till Diet Coke took over. I mean, they stopped making tab pretty much, or at least right. phased it out, but. Yep, that was a uh, that was a big one uh, at stole.
0: I remember it in glass bottles. Yes. Green ones.
1: Yep. Shout we out to Tab. Old, <laughs> we are old man. Shout out
0: to Tab. <laughs> you do see a Tab in a lot of these movies. Yeah. From this time.
1: I like seeing him in um, movies or shows that take place then. Like I think Love and Death has a mm-hmm. scene where somebody's drinking Tab. Yes. It wasn't a good soda, by any means, but. Uh... I don't really remember. it.
0: I remember more of like a. I don't know if it's like a smell or or just like the aura of the bottle or mm-hmm. something, but I couldn't tell you exactly what it tastes like. <laughs> but <laughs> but like I do have a some sensory recognition of sure. it. Sure. But...
1: Yeah, they used to say you'd but, get yeah. brain cancer from drinking it or from the sweet and low in your coffee, but I'm guessing. That was a bunch of bullshit. Anyways, right? We're all very, we're very smart, <laughs> us kids who came up in the 80s. <laughs>
0: yeah, so you you carry us through this movie.
1: All right. Just so, <laughs> I, I, will... don't,
0: so I don't. <laughs>
1: I'll do my best. If you if I miss anything, let me know. But so after this uh this shit storm starts with the uh with starting the uh, the game, if you will. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't take long for heavy panic and in in NORAD. And <laughs> the attack never happens, but then the government's like, "Ah, who the fuck did this?" It doesn't take them right. long to figure out because it's the government that it's that it's in Seattle and that it's at this address. So they find Broderick and take him in to the building where uh, he meets with with Dabney Coleman. Dabney Coleman's like, "How the hell do you?" do this. Dabney's a little suspicious at first. Like, I think you I think you're a legitimate. Well, you legitimately are trying to start this war. Uh, and this is where the movie gets really I think buggy. he has a
0: partner. Because he bought tickets to France or whatever. Oh, right? yeah, exactly. Because he, he had he bought a rally sheety. Yeah, they were going to fly well, out they of actually They actually didn't buy him. They just, like, tried to reserve tried or whatever dumb him. thing. Yeah, he yeah. was just showing her he this mm-hmm. is a thing he can do when he hacks into yeah. things, trying to be the big man.
1: Anything he's Coleman's saying, like, Coleman's not believing him. Like, I think you're right. not telling me he's something. like,
0: "Who are you working with? Yeah, yeah, you're not just some dumb kid who accidentally did this. Right. Even though, I mean, that's that's another problem with this movie. Uh, you know, against that that last thing I was talking about, that was a real plot hole. Just not talking to somebody about yeah. what's happening. <laughs> right. Like this movie does no business of just following what would be normal procedure in any of these situations. <laughs> right. We have to... Like they leave him alone in Debbie Coleman's office long enough to like hack into a computer and shit. And then the yeah. secretary's got to run down. You know? And he's a minor, but they're not telling yeah. his parents and he asked for a lawyer. There's no lawyer. Uh, like, oh. You know, just, just the whole thing about how this plays out is, is ridiculous. There's like tour groups going through a NORAD. Like, yes. I mean,
1: <laughs> I was just going to say, this is where the movie goes to complete hell in terms of story cuz like not only do you have him set after he breaks into the boss's thing they set him in this room where he's like oh I'll just use this to get out of this you'll get this meanwhile the guy guarding right. the door is flirting with some secretary oh <laughs> oh
0: yeah i noted a uh, a big 40 uh, sexual harassment me too <laughs> moment in this film <laughs>
1: Do you do you have? We haven't had one of those in a while. No, No, that was it. That's just that. Just that guy, like yeah, yeah, with his white gloves and his
0: yeah, yeah, this like French cop that they supposedly have at these facilities. I don't know why they're dressed like you know Italian. Yeah, with the white glove. Yeah, it's
1: weird, man.
0: Yeah, berets and like you know (laughs)
1: sashes and stuff. What the fuck? Did he?
0: That seems. I wouldn't let those guys into our uh,
1: American security facility. <laughs> right. uh, so yeah, again, that's the one guy guarding the the safety of the country, and he's busy being right. Harvey Weinstein. And uh, also, he's
0: literally like the one guy. Right,
1: the one guy. You know?
0: in charge of national
1: <laughs> security at this point.
0: There's this whole center. Whatever. Oh, I'll say this for this movie. I remember when um I got the Armageddon. A dvd with director commentary on it mm-hmm. and so you know michael bay is talking about how they created like nasa and he's like listen we went to nasa nasa is fucking boring it's like dudes <laughs> in, it, it's like taupe colored cubicle space a lot of outdated computers like you would be shocked at how you know shit nasa looks for it being you know our our, our biggest yeah. space travel whatever so that only kind of stuck with me, and now I watch a movie like this, and I'm like, well, this NORAD place either looks too slick by 10 or or, or too dumpy to be a place where people do this, but it's yeah probably just right, you know? Like, it's not... You know, I don't know what this would look like in 83 if I had any concept of what a building like this should look like, but... Um, <laughs> But I probably would have been like, oh, yeah, it's supposed to have big screens yeah. and, you know, a bunch of people on computers and, uh, you know.
1: Yeah, looks like a but, big sports uh, bar right now.
0: <laughs> apparently, that's not technically what it's like. But but uh, even if it was, it's me thinking this yeah. one looks kind of shitty is probably not true. It probably is pretty close to accurate. So give it a little props for that. Yeah. Right, I base that just all off Michael Bay's uh, shit and my own deduction of what his words are. But... <laughs> i'm sure well, that's a different that's a different podcast i'm doing on my own yeah. it's called ron after hours <laughs> and i just like try to denote michael bay uh fucking what do you call those little stories people anecdotes Anecdotes, yeah
1: anecdotes. <laughs> i'm just ron anecdotally after
0: translating hours. michael yeah. bay
1: Ron Stay After two for hours our, yeah our... <laughs> with co-host ronda Shear. What do they used to call those shitty
0: shows that were on after like walking, like talking dead? Okay, oh, So yeah. I'll do like, yes, I'll do like talking 40 where I just sit here and <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> say whatever ridiculous shit comes.
1: Imagine how off the rails that would get.
0: Say <laughs> for the after show talking 40. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so we have, we have <laughs> Lightman in a room, easily escapes that with about five minutes of work. And of course, conveniently, conveniently, like you said, there is a tour featuring some young people walking through, and he just is able to mix blend right in, in with there and make blend in. Get on a bus. Mix in was and, better. Yeah, that's all right.
0: That's what he did. Sorry. <laughs> all
1: right, that's all right. And, I was trying to uh, help, but
0: you came up with a better one. <laughs>
1: he he escapes, and I still bumbling idiots i don't i I don't even know if they're looking for him or what they're doing at this point but he gets he gets on a phone calls ali sheedy or jennifer and uh she drives the three hours they meet at what was it an airport
0: That's not what he asked her to do. He wanted her to email her or email. You know what I mean? Uh, Like
1: text me the uh, Snapchat. what do they call it? Type
0: of mail back. FedEx. Like he wanted her to like FedEx uh, airline ticket or whatever.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, or wire.
0: To which to which point I'm thinking these fucking kids are in high school now. If your girlfriend called you up in high school she's like, "Listen, man, I'm in trouble. Here's what you need to do: just get me a plane ticket. Uh It's fine. Number one, do you have the money to do that? Do you have a credit card? Do you think that the airline is going to be like, "Sure. 16 year old Peter Cook, like here's <laughs> yeah. your fucking plane ticket
1: thanks buddy i'm just gonna go help my girlfriend save the world
0: <laughs> and so not only does she is she like okay sure as if she thinks she's gonna be able to pull this off mm-hmm. but then she doesn't even do that she's like no i just decided to drive to you instead and he's like uh well that's not what i asked for
1: <laughs> but she comes anyways and uh it could be the difference between nuclear. Exactly, dude. Death and... Yeah. You never know. Like,
0: just tell the next time your wife is like, "No, I just decided to do this." instead, be like, "How do you know that that was not the difference between life and certain nuclear death?" Yeah. Like, what if I'm just like saying, "Just do this. Just do it this way," because otherwise, this I fucking think, yeah. computer game I was playing is gonna blow up the world. She's so gonna be like, "I don't believe you. You're insane. <laughs> you should go to therapy or whatever." But yeah, that's. That's what they're all gonna say until this thing actually happens. Like you never know when you're in an actual war game scenario right. or a Project X scenario.
1: If Peter was like if there's the, a monkey
0: running around,
1: yeah. If Peter was in charge of the fate of monkeys or the world, I'm pretty sure Mrs. Peter would be like, "Fuck whatever you're suggesting. I'm gonna take over. <laughs> you step aside." <laughs>
0: well as long as she actually like tries to deal with the situation because if that's the case I'd be like oh yeah sure you, you fucking do this yeah oh, you're yeah, great exactly. like, thumbs <laughs> yeah. up right on
1: that's exactly
0: what I'm, I'm gonna I'll be, I'll be in there watching TV yeah, yeah but uh, <laughs> but they can't like fuck it up if you're trying
1: to help it out or stuff like,
0: that's right. the problem
1: Right. they would still offer their suggestions <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> they throw their little two cents in into what you're doing <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
0: it you the plane ticket. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> Show up and be like, I thought we could make it a fun getaway. It's like, no, it's not about that. We said we were gonna be saving money. Fuck off. Like, I brought a picnic basket. <laughs> There's wine and cheese uh-huh. in it. No, we gotta go. Yeah. We gotta go. you like, Stephen. not even under normal circumstances do oh, I want to do that. <laughs> right. We gotta go see Stephen Falcon. And what are you talking about? And now I gotta save the world. <laughs> Right. I can tell
0: you're trying to segue out of this, but I got more jokes.
1: Yeah. Okay, go ahead.
0: No, it's all right. Let's, all right. Let's go to Falcon.
1: All right. Falcon, by the way, is the guy who invented this this game. Uh, this, yeah, and the uh,
0: password is, uh, what is it, Justin? Joshua. Joshua, and that is yep. his dead son's that name. That is his
1: dead son, which I did not figure out how his son died, but RIP Joshua.
0: Stop bringing up things we don't know the answer to.
1: Right. Like if you don't if you don't
0: talk about it, it'll look intentional. <laughs> yeah. just,
1: uh...
0: That's true. All right. Good sorry, point. I wasn't going to do this. You. You. Nope. You go.
1: <laughs>
0: it's the Peter show now. I got the after show. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: So Falcon Talkin 40, talking forty. Broderick and Sheedy hang nice. out at Falcon's house, discussing what the hell. <laughs> we do about this attack about the safeguards of the whopper the w-o-p-r the yeah. war yeah world world order for prote- war operation plan response yeah. also known as whopper <laughs> then i tried
0: to play along like i remembered but
1: <laughs> then they send he sends them on their way and a helicopter appears as they're leaving his house and they're like, oh, shit, he sold us out. And they're running and running. I hate this scene. Yeah, I do, too. And it goes on for five yeah, minutes. Okay, you... <laughs> no, no,
0: I'll just you figure it out. But I'll, I'll tell you why I hate it. It okay. might be the same reasons.
1: Oh, I hated it because it went on for like five minutes. And you really thought we were going somewhere. And it was just him. And it was kind of anticlimactic. Like, oh, it's just him. And then we get in the helicopter and we go to NORAD. Tell me, Ron, why What's do you the... hate that scene?
0: No, no, I get what you're saying. It goes on too long and you know, blah blah blah. But that's just a that's a a pacing flaw. I hate it for two other ridiculous reasons. The first being their running pattern and then deciding to like stop. Like it, you're right. It goes on for five minutes, they're just yes. like running around and then they're just like, Well, at this point I guess we're just caught and they just <laughs> decide to like hel- like go into the woods. Like they're in a fucking helicopter. They yeah. gotta land it before they can even <laughs> chase you. All right. So that's fucking annoying and then uh so the second reason well third reason now is the fact that it also goes back to the first point i was making why don't people like he clearly has this big ass speaker because that's how he talks to them when he corners them and makes us think like a bunch of dopes that it's the NORAD people like cracking down on him. But it's right. like, hey, it's Faulkner. I want to get in here because we're going to finally do this. Like, And then it's like, why didn't you just shout that while you're chasing them and they're running yeah. from you on your big ass speaker? Yeah. Like, no, no, it's me, Faulkner. <laughs> I'm actually going to be yeah. OK with your plan right now. That scene was fucking aggravating. Yes. There, that that scene and a couple others like it mm-hmm. in this film are what sink it for me. Yeah. And if you would like to hear more of my thoughts, tune in to
1: Ron After Dark. <laughs> Ron After Dark. We're talking
0: talking 40. 40.
1: Yeah. Talking 40. 40 talk. Yeah. Hey, I'll uh, let you. This is gonna be your show, man. Bonus content. Yeah. Join the so Discord. We're gonna have have our, have our accountants figure yeah. out who gets the. <laughs>
0: All right. right. Um, Yeah. So everything you said is correct and accurate. You're doing a great job. What else happens?
1: Oh, then they go. (laughs) Then they uh, they go to NORAD. Yeah. And uh, then the tension really gets heavy as you have (laughs) (laughs) as you have Coleman and Corbin and Broderick and. Falcon guy <laughs> and Sheedy just right. sitting there in a chair and uh, at first they think they've uh, they've figured out how to stop <laughs> Sheedy sitting <laughs> there in a chair <laughs> they, they, they think they've stopped this attack there it looks like an attack has happened from the Russians uh, but then they hear from the base that all the bases around the country that the attack didn't happen you think it's over it's obviously not, and right. uh, one more game up yeah, the sleeve. Joshua the, wants the to, yeah, Joshua wants to keep playing, yeah. fucking Joshua. So then it comes a matter of figuring out what code it takes to break Joshua of this, of this. Uh, I don't want to say mindset, whatever you want to call it. Hey, uh, did, yeah. hey,
0: did you know that there's the technology this movie basically boils down just like uh, lots of people pushing lighted buttons and <laughs> yes, switches? And I did notice Shouting that. like military and computer jargon at shit?
1: <laughs> I did. I did notice right, that. i just making
0: sure it wasn't just me. Okay. Yeah.
1: It's... I, I don't have anything else to add about that.
0: I mean, it's clearly just a movie that was made by people who don't know anything about this. Stuff.
1: <laughs> right. It's a big, cool-looking war room, but it's also very yeah. um, silly. Big, and...
0: cool-looking personalities, yeah. and uh, you know, it's all just very surface-level entertaining. And if that's what you're into in the summer of 1983, <laughs> before some of these bigger movies come out, I guess you could do worse. I give War Games three stars. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Wait, did you really give it three stars? sure two right. and a half yeah. i don't know I, i'm not trying to like look once again i'm putting myself in the shoes of the guy who watched this movie I, I remember liking it as a kid well enough yeah if it enraptured me at you know that age uh i guess it would probably do that for kids now except they'd be like why are there no touch screens or you know whatever <laughs> no actually you know what i take this all back i did have a kid try to watch this with me and uh, she mostly just played on her tablet but i think that's more a uh, fault of the <laughs> age we live in than the fact this yeah. movie isn't captivating. Although, it clearly wasn't captivating enough to take them off uh, the modern-day equivalent of the thing that a kid would... I was going to say, there's irony here. ...highjack their yeah. right, <laughs> ass into the goddamn NORAD Right. Or but, they don't even have the, the wherewithal to want to do that no. now. They're just like, I can't get on TikTok so fuck <laughs> this thing. And... Can we get a new one? <laughs> yeah. At least... Matthew Broderick back in 83 was like, oh, I wonder what all the possibilities this computer yeah. can open for me. And like, yeah. what can I do? Like, oh, I can hack into the government. Like, well, that's not something I should do, but Hey, at least like respect <laughs> the fact I'm able to do this. Yeah. Now kids are just like, I don't know how to transfer my iTunes or whatever. It's <laughs> terrible. I mean, even that's a data reference. So oh, sorry. I don't know right. how to download content to my influencer account.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Exactly. Let's go to Von Maur. I don't know. Is that what the kids are doing these days? Are we going to Von Maur? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I drove by there the other day. There was a bunch of kids there. I'm like, is this what the kids are doing? <laughs> well, it's like a mall. I yeah. think like mall
0: culture persists to the point where kids still want to go to a mall, but they don't understand that Von Maur is not like it's not the <laughs> mall.
1: <laughs> i told my oldest but it is so that, man and that's what's important yeah it's, i told my oldest their reality the, the site where this von mar is is where i saw trespass and christmas of 92
0: oh don't forget barb wire and, and barb uh, wire and um i mean who knows what else i oh, told Well, that was yeah. only that was only west point right there was that was west,
1: west yeah west town was across the across the way there yeah, was like, uh,
0: plenty there over on the other side of the mm-hmm. yeah. So whichever whichever movie one place didn't have, the other one
1: had. It. Exactly. And that was so what, that was so beautiful about it, man. That is what made it beautiful. And now um, it's Von Mauer. And now it's fucking Von Mauer.
0: <laughs> fuck you, Von Mauer. Unless yeah. you want to be a, a sponsor someday. Right. Exactly. Way, we love you. Then.
1: You. Yeah. Shout out Tab. <laughs> yeah. You can come on. You can
0: come on forty talking after a night. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Late four <4-0. laughs> zero, Late four zero. I like that I yeah. like that Do we Prime we time away. after prime time <laughs> We don't really need we to We don't get away, away a, what, Much more of who the Who wins uh, this well, well, it's I mean, the USA. Yeah, U- exactly. We know what happened. Well, they, they
0: break uh, they break the code by making him play tic tac, which I, I feel like this was a pretty good message. I mean, it was heavy handed and shoved down our fucking throat, but I, I like the the ending where it's like um, oh, the tic tac toe. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Teach him how to play tic tac toe because there's not a winner, and so he's like the the machine. Well, it's like counting down to uh, mm-hmm. all these uh, missiles it's about to launch is uh, fervently playing tic tac toe and realizing there's no way to win. Therefore it's a stupid game. Meanwhile, it's also tracking all the potential um destruction that is going to right. happen when the the different countries launch their nuclear weapons and realizing this doesn't make any sense. There's no winner.
1: There's no all winner. All it wants to do
0: is play a game. And then yep. it, yeah, so it, it stops itself, which why did they need the tic tac toe to realize that? It said it's run every simulation a gazillion times. Like it should already understand that there's no winner in nuclear war. <laughs> right. But
1: all right, so you uh, you gave this three stars two and a half to three stars. I give it a, a
0: three stars an 83 and a two and a half in the look back. So I'd
1: say that's perfect one third. Stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say that's pretty accurate. There's some some silliness and some plot stuff, but oh no it's a, it. It does its job. Uh, John but yeah. like like we've said before, he's a steady director. He's a, a sure hand. There's just some yeah. writing plots, plot holes, or whatnot that I don't know if they're plot holes, but you know what I mean. Some like eye rolling plot moments. Yeah, I mean it's kind of dumb in the way a lot of like stuff
0: from this time frame is kind of dumb so i don't yeah. know it might it, if, if they remade it there is a sequel Do you see that direct-to-video uh, way after I the thought fact there
1: was one but i did not i did not know it's anything about it
0: eight or something like that i don't remember exactly when they said yeah i mean it's a bunch of nobodies just cashing in is the it, title obviously is it it's called war done. games 2 make... yeah called war games 2 like game over or something oh, really uh, like yeah, like <laughs> Sequel. In November 2006, pre production began on a sequel titled War Games The Dead Code. It was directed by Stuart Gillard and starred Matt Lanter as a hacker named Will Farmer facing off with a government computer called Ripley. R I P L E Y. Give me a fucking. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> MGM released the sequel directly to DVD on July 29, 2008, along with the 25th anniversary edition DVD of War Games. To promote the sequel, the original film returned to selected theaters as a one-night-only 25th anniversary event on July 24th, 2008.
1: So, okay. uh, that does, I don't know uh, War Games. Yeah, sorry. No, I was gonna say that does not sound like must-see film. No, not must-see
0: filming. Film. All right. <laughs>
1: um, oh, so you
0: said last week that was weird. Uh, uh, there is some word that you said. Tonight. I don't
1: know. I can't remember. Damn it. Experiment? Was it experiment? Yeah, experiment. experiment. <laughs>
0: That's so good. <laughs> yeah that's what okay. people tune in
1: for <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: i don't even want i don't even want to explore it i just want it to be a thing and let it be its thing right all right peter do you want to guess what the number one movie was this weekend uh this would be ju- the ju- the weekend Ooh. of june 3rd i think i've got this one three i think i finally fucking <laughs> got this one return of the jedi You got it last week too. Yep, it made seventeen point two two nine million this weekend. It's in uh, week number two. It's already up to seventy point zero four. It's had some good weeks because it it opened to what I thought was like kind of a surprisingly low twenty three million. Even though I I understand that back then it was a lot bigger, but that'd be like a a, you know eighty nine million opening today or something like that, which for a movie on that level would be considered disappointing. Is all I'm saying in terms of tickets sold. Which is, but then we noted it it really did well through the week, and in its first what was it five days or something it broke the record held by yeah Superman two or something it it made uh like forty five million in its first full week or something which was a record. Anyway, it's up to uh seventy at this point after Holy two cow. weekends in release. So. All right. And we know that one goes on to do what close to like four hundred million or something in,
1: yep. in eighty three dollars. All right, number two is new this week. <clears throat> Number two is new this week, so that of course is War Games. It of course is not. God damn, son of a bitch! Well, we don't, we don't think it's Man with Two Brains because you said it was kind of a disappointment at the box office, but maybe it is because it doesn't Steven mean Martin. it didn't have a big first right. Weekend. Yeah, it could have had. A, all right, I'm gonna go Man with Two Brains. No, you're wrong. Fuck me. <laughs> and it's also new this week. Uh... Yep,
0: it's the one we didn't do on this podcast. God damn. One we chose these two films over. Uh, Superman three. Nope, that's coming up in a couple weeks. That's it is Psycho weeks. two. Oh, all right. Making okay. eight point three million, and actually I heard a lot of people think that one is pretty good. Never saw it. I'd I'd be willing to. Like you know, not a patch on the original good, but right. It's, it's good on its own or whatever. Which I'm I'm down with movies like that. I describe certain movies like that to
1: people all the time.
0: Uh, number three.
1: Flash Dams. War no. Games. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right.
0: War Games debuts to six point two two seven million. Where it will go is anybody's guess. I mean, I know, I know where it goes. <laughs> it does a uh, like one hundred and twenty four worldwide, and I think thirty four or something like that is international. So ninety something here, ninety four okay. maybe here in the states. Now. As we always say, triple that shit because that's where that movie would be at today. That's a big so ass hit. Be at,
1: yeah, be at. Hey, yeah, be at almost three hundred.
0: Yeah. Number four.
1: Uh, is it a movie we've done? Yes. Was it super obvious?
0: <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't
1: either. I feel like.
0: I mean, <laughs> obvious in terms of movies we've done. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I suppose, yes, it's super
1: obvious this particular <laughs> week. Okay, uh, then it's Flashdance. <laughs> it's the Man with Two Brains. God damn it. <laughs> all right. I gave you all the clues. Yeah. So we're, we're... Man with Two Brains,
0: opening to 3.498, 3.5, basically. It taps out around 10-something. So. That, and that was
1: fourth bad. this week?
0: That was fourth. Okay. So let's recap. Star Wars, Return of the Jedi, Psycho 2. Three is War Games, four is the man with two brains. Number five, Peter. Uh if I guessed it already.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, not in this episode. Okay. All right. Uh is it something we've seen? Yes. Uh, Why'd you ask if that wasn't a good clue? No, I don't know. The uh, breathless. <laughs> Son of a bitch. No. E. T. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's Blue Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I don't know why you're I thought you said I hadn't guessed it yet tonight. Oh, I didn't think you guessed Blue Thunder tonight. Oh, I'd guessed it like 3 times for other ones. Yeah. It's all good. Why don't you round out the top 10 cuz I <laughs> suck ass. It's
0: it. <laughs> a fun game. <laughs>
1: uh well, we could we could flip it around if you'd rather have you quiz me next time. I don't know where to find it, but uh, let's keep going. Give me one hint for the next for the well, number. Six. I'll give you one hint
0: where to find it. You just Google uh, like top ten movies weekend <laughs> June third, nineteen eighty three. Oh. <laughs> you'll get several several options of the list. <laughs> <laughs> Blue Thunder makes another 3.2 million this weekend. It has been around four weekends. It's up to $30 million. Like, I think we talked about this movie being like at the end uh, in today's dollars, like $175 million yeah. hit that if it starred Liam Neeson or some shit, there'd already be 12 of them. It's crazy. That this movie is pumping out the way it is. Uh, number six is flash dance. And it uh, rakes an additional 3 million this weekend. It's up to 40.8. It's in eight weeks of release. Wow. Number seven is something we talked about doing, but have never done. Space Hunter Adventures in the Forbidden Zone. It's apparently on Tubi. And this movie, for something that I discovered because somebody made a tweet like, hey, look at this most awful, horrendous thing you'll ever see. Piece of shit. This movie has been in the, the top 10 of this thing for four weeks. It's still at number seven, and it's already pulled in $15 million. This is not just some shit like Is Space Hunter? Dumped on, yeah. yeah. Space Hunter Adventures in the Forbidden Zone.
1: Apparently it's I 1, showed you a 1,000 wonders. One
0: yeah. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, look at this ridiculous thing somebody posted." And then we realized, "Oh, hey, <laughs> it's coming up on our podcast." And then we no. completely fucking failed to do it, despite being free on Tubi. Oh, it's because we're drug addicts.
1: We're drug-addled crackheads. What is my tutor? Let's... Why do I feel? <laughs> Sorry, What's... I wasn't. What? <laughs> Let me start over. Um, we are not drug-addled. Crackheads, by the way, I just forgot totally about Space Hunters, and uh, we'll add it to the list of things we should do in the future. Are you gonna shout out my tutor now? Or... <laughs> I just saw that. On, I saw that on a list of popular 1983 movies, and I'm like, what the hell's my oh, really? tutor? Yeah. Okay. Um, my number apologies. eight is Breathless. Hey, we
0: did that one. <laughs> Much. <laughs> I had a better segue to that, which is going to be like, but you said we're not drug-addled lovers. we going to be like, unlike the guy in the number eight movie. But then, <laughs> but then I kept talking. You went on that story. Yeah. Let me see if I can fix it. Maybe I can just do it here. Okay. Uh, yes, drug-addled. Oh, shit. What was the word you used? Drug-addled crackheads. Yes, drug-addled crackheads. Much like the star of our number eight film, Breathless. Last week it was at number five. It drops three spots with $1.491 million this weekend, taking its total of 16.7 four weeks in release. Number nine. Can't believe this movie's in the top ten two weeks in a row. We've done this one. Would you like to guess what it is? Tootsie! Okay, I said two weeks in a row. It would be Chained Heat. Chained
1: Heat. Damn
0: it! I was gonna... <laughs> All right. It's up to almost $5 million already. Um, it's on a tear. It costs it costs, like, 500000 a make or something. <laughs> so it's a hit by whatever measure. Yeah, but I think it was, like, 2.5, and I think it taps out at, like, 7, so it, it more than doubled its budget. It's nuts. Uh, okay, number 10, Peter. Mm, E.T. Tootsie. The other one, yes. yes. <laughs> Tootsie, 25 weeks in release, $171.5 million. <laughs> Fucking movie, man. E.T., 52 weeks in release it's a 359.197 I was gonna million say, i dollars. feel like
1: at some point in one of those summers they started like pumping it out in more theaters too but that was probably after star wars died down again yeah i don't know i mean it's still making 1.2 million every yeah. week after a year
0: right did it leave years. theaters and then come back or did i it, think it get... yeah i don't think it ever left right?
1: well right. i don't know if it ever left but i know that like later and like they you know 84 85 yeah. yeah yeah well yeah well this is 83 though right uh number 12 um do i have to guess number 12 i know i don't know valley girl <laughs> oh god no i would
0: have not have guessed that <laughs> it's at uh 1.2 for the weekend it's been out six weeks it's at 10.8 million dollars i don't remember exactly where we said this one ended but it was you know probably like 12 or something Thirteen. Right. Still smoking is number thirteen, up to twelve point four million dollars. I mean, that, I mean that put that in today's perspective, that's almost fifty million bucks. Still for, hanging in there. It's owner of comedy, yeah. Yeah. Gandhi is number fifty. Oh, my tutor. There it is. Uh, number fourteen. It's in fourteen weeks of release. It's made eighteen point one seven million. I don't even
1: remember seeing that on like a list of movies coming out. Do you? It's probably foreign, perhaps. It's from something called Crown. oh Yeah, I don't
0: 22.5-some million dollars.
1: A shameless exploration of arrested male teenage sexual fantasy. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, we've seen them. We've had our share of those. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, a... <laughs> I'm all in about explorations of teenage male sexual <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> right.
0: Alright. Uh so that's number fourteen. Uh number 15 is Gandhi. And what's that up to now? Stop there. I don't know. I just closed it out. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Shout out Gandhi and Tab. Gandhi, uh Gandhi is up to five or sorry. Gandhi's now up to fifty two point three two four million dollars. Alright. Twenty six weeks in release. Best picture winner of the previous year well actually of this year if
1: you count yeah the- still oh, going 100%. strong
0: though yeah well way behind et which was its uh competition right.
1: peter this has been uh gas 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 <laughs> uh, absolutely we're finishing uh before 10
0: that's always good
1: yeah uh next week we're gonna dive into some pussy we're gonna dive into some sweet, sweet octopusy. And also the other film, Trading Places? Trading oh, Spaces? Right. <laughs> is that a HGTV so, show? <laughs> yeah, that is. Trading Places. The nineteen eighty-three vehicle with Ed Murphy and Daniel Aykroyd. <laughs> Your buddy Ed. <laughs> My buddy Ed, yeah. <laughs>
0: soon soon when we get music and clips we're gonna really shine
1: oh yeah we're gonna get caught up and we're gonna hype up this production we're gonna bump it up like a fucking michael bay film like transformers age of the fallen revenge of something just like that that that's the best one (laughs) exactly the one the one where there's a lot of explosions and stuff
0: yeah I like the one with uh, the annoying kid.
1: Right, and you can't really tell who's <laughs> fighting who because the machines all look the same. That's right, gonna be just our looks production a blur of like yeah. metal and, and colors yeah. and stuff. And Megan yeah. Fox bending over. Where can you go wrong? I don't know. I never really thought she was all that. Um, I did for a bit, for about four years, and then since then, (laughs) from like for four years of my life, four years. But other than that, yeah, she was my gimme. She was my number one on my uh, my uh, what was the hall pass list or whatever.
0: Really, that's interesting. I
1: never got like all roped
0: up into her. I guess maybe she was like too obviously pretty oh yeah i know i know that feeling yeah
1: feels like we're supposed to like by obligation because we're men yeah yeah and and
0: yes that that, i think that is a
1: big part of it like it's just she wasn't i mean
0: she's my type quote unquote Mm -hmm. but she wasn't like anything that i was like oh i can't take my eyes off her but that also yes and then i was like oh she's making these awesome movies Mm -hmm. like (laughs) nope. (laughs) hard pass don't want to go see all her crap so i agree
1: how we got she here. She wasn't one of those where I
0: was like, oh, she's hot, so I'm gonna go see every movie she makes. <laughs> right. You know,
1: Jennifer's body. Yeah. Uh, can Yeah, hey, that's had a resurgence. People say it's really good. I need to watch it again. I watched it once. Uh so it's, did I. I didn't think it was very good. But yeah.
0: Apparently, like in our climate, it's the most like amazing feminist allegory
1: of. It's what's her face? Time. It's uh Cody, right? She wrote it. Diablo wrote it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, nothing She's, against
0: it. I mean I'm I'm fine with that if it's actually a good movie, but I'm yeah. not gonna like it just because like it somehow I don't know, the whole the whole thing is uh Megan Fox was done dirty in Hollywood and mm. you know that so which which okay, if she was, I agree, that's shitty and she deserves her second chance. But yeah now we're also going to retroactively pretend
1: Jennifer's <laughs> body is like some right.
0: fucking
1: Come on, dude. I was on mushrooms when I saw that, so I don't really have much to say about it. <laughs> The point of it is our production is going to be on the levels of Megan Fox's looks circa 2007. Glossy, beautiful. Be on the lookout for is the new that <laughs> What the
0: point was? <laughs> the yeah, new improved Big Four Oh, glossy yeah.
1: beautiful production.
0: <laughs> I'll settle for mics that don't sound like we were like recording through tin cans.
1: <laughs> we'll do we'll, one thing at a time, right? Um so yeah, Listeners. Listeners.
0: Like. Rate. Subscribe. Um, here's what you do. You go out, you make a banner that says listen to the big four oh that's uh forty feet long, just for uh you know, keeping numbers squared.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: Uh forty feet long banner.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Listen to the big four oh. You attach it to a police car, you go
1: commit a crime. <laughs> Get said police car to there we flee go.
0: in in your direction. Yeah.
1: Try and do it in not broad flee. daylight, though. <laughs> no, no, no! It's oh. not going to show up well. Oh,
0: okay. Ah, I mean, okay. Here, I forgot to mention you're using oh, okay. really glow cool in the dark paint. Oh, okay. Glow in the dark. Okay. Yeah. And you're gonna paint. Watch the big photo. You commit a crime, and then you lead the cops on a very serious chase through the city that must last at least three hours. All right, so, so that everybody people can pick can up on it.
1: This. Yeah. Yep, news, choppers, the whole mm-hmm. nine yards. Chopper 4 with power zoom.
0: I realize up to this point, I've only been asking people to like step out into the streets and shout or like
1: email their mom <laughs> or whatever. At this point, we've. I feel we need to step it up. <laughs> we're asking to harass. We're asking to commit to It's cop banner time. i going to have to cut all of this. <laughs> Anyways, like... Subscribe. Telephone, tell a friend, tell a neighbor. Big 4 Next week. Octopussy. Some here's sweet, here's octopussy. what I would like our <laughs> listeners to do. <laughs> Write it down idea. on
0: a little piece of paper.
1: <laughs> Take it
0: into the bedroom with you where your wife sleeps. Mm-hmm. Pick whichever hole you would prefer she finds it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then have her tell her friends to watch the big her. <laughs> <laughs> and that my friends <laughs> oh no, no we can't go out like that i know <laughs> all right <clears throat> First, thanks
0: for listening all of you we really appreciate it yeah um peter we will be reviewing trading places starring eddie murphy and dan akroyd and uh shit i had it octopussy oh yeah octopussy starring roger moore i believe yes. as the illustrious james bond agent 007 jimmy b i don't think i've ever seen this one
1: i haven't in about 30 years so it'll be a new experience for both of us probably
0: yeah not really a bond guy i saw all the ones that came out in you know my life theater going time, sure but <clears throat> All right, you know, didn't like, wasn't like, hey, I got to go back and do a deep dive into this.
1: Yeah, you saw the All Brosnans bonds. and the right.
0: Yeah, Craig's. Craig's. And I was just like, this is fine. Yeah, I've seen the Daltons because I was renting videos back when he was doing his thing, and I have probably seen, uh, you know, one or two Connery, one or two Moors, but yeah, not really my thing. I don't think starting with octopus is what anyone would recommend, do you?
1: Definitely not, but we're going to power through with with the pursuit of some sort of weird Fabergé egg. That's all I remember about the movie. Sounds like shit, man. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait.
0: (laughs) All right, um, listeners. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. All right, I think i think we did it it's 10 on the button yep signing out all right <laughs> talk to you later yeah have a good night bro you too bye, bye.